glad to have you with us on this podcast today. You no longer need to fight against the wind, but allow the wind, the breath of God at your back to propel you forward in 2019. When you finish listening, we hope you'll take a minute and write a review. Your encouragement will be a help to others. Enjoy the message. mistakenly want to avoid is pressure. You, 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 you do yourself an injustice if you try to avoid pressure. You need the pressure. You got to have the pressure. The, the resistance against your faith muscle is what you need to develop that muscle. So you need the pressure. The pressure is going to come. Listen, the, the moment you find your good, there's pressure coming to try to separate you from it. Now, you don't get mad at the pressure, but you use it for your benefit. Use the pressure to release some new power, to develop some new power. Pressure is all a part of our dimension of faith. Faith is authenticated, validated, and proven genuine through tests and trials. It's the only way. You got to go through something. You got to go through something. And, and the moment we adopt the attitude that when, when test and trial shows up, watch this, that, that we get more of a glory to God. What? Man, I just got this bill out of nowhere. Thank you, Lord. This is another opportunity for you to show yourself big in my behalf. As opposed to, Lord, why me? Come on now. Use the pressure for your benefit. Use the pressure to develop some new power. That's what working out is all about. The, the more you're using that resistance, you're developing your muscle. You're getting stronger. You're getting more powerful. Use it. Don't whine about it. Don't cry about it. Don't complain in it. Use it to develop yourself so that you can walk out what God has ordained. Notice what you see in Genesis chapter 12, because this is what Abraham had to go through. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. Now, let's pause right there. God, we just read it, told him to leave his father's house and all that kind of stuff. I want you to go to a land that I show you. He gets there to where God takes him. And watch this. When he gets there, there's a famine in the land. Now, this, this translation says this interesting, and I want to point it out. It says, the famine, you know, severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abraham to go down to Egypt. It didn't force him. He chose to go. He chose to go because there's famine. Come on now, it was tough times now. This is a, this is a complete agricultural society. There's famine, nobody eating it, nobody doing nothing, no, there's no money, there's no resources, oh my goodness, you know, if, if I, we ain't got nothing, you know, you know my, my wife's not going to be happy, dear God, my wife's not happy, that means there's going to be some long nights, you know, I mean, Jesus. it's affecting everything. The very place, listen, listen, the very place God instructed him to go to, immediately here comes pressure. Now, unfortunately for, for uh Abram, he didn't handle this one well. He didn't understand yet who he really was. And he certainly didn't understand 
who God was that was dealing with him. Because the economic environment around him had nothing to do with the resource and promise that was in him. So rather than hightail it and get out of where God just sent you to, you anchor down in there and say, you know what, we're going to blossom something new right here, right now. You fast forward and you look at his son, Isaac. Isaac had to deal with a very similar situation. He gets over into a particular place. There's famine in the land. And then Isaac does something. He said, you know what, I'm going to sow right here. You don't sow in famine from a natural standpoint. But, but Isaac understood. See, he learned this from his father's experience. He, he understood now the character of God. God has nothing but good in store for me. So regardless of what's going on around me, it's not going to affect me. Isaac sowed in their land and, and reaped a hundredfold in that same year. Nobody else was reaping anything. Abram didn't quite catch that. So he immediately runs. It says, as he was approaching the board of Egypt, Abram said to his wife, oh my Sarah, look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. Pressure caused them to run. Pressure caused them to be dishonest now. Now you can use it for your benefit. Or it will change you. So immediately it makes him a coward. That's dishonest. Now, for the Bible scholars in here, Sarah was his half-sister. Somebody said, what? No, we, we don't do that today. Let the church say amen. amen. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, it was his half-sister, but, but they, 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 weren't, they, weren't, they weren't telling the full truth. Come on now, you know. Uh, uh, a, uh, a half truth ain't nothing but a full lie. So he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to, you know, be integrous here. You, you read, you know, the situation. He's trying to avoid some pressure. Girl, you so fine. They gonna kill me over you. Hmm? So he had a wife like I do. Yeah, very well. Hey, hey, don't you get too excited on that. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> pressure, pressure, praise God, will come, listen, and it's trying to break you. But you have to have the mindset, I will not be broken. You cannot break me. I will use this to my benefit, my glory, so that God can be magnified. Yeah, let's, let's look at the third dimension. Say it with me. Say, I can do this all day. We, we got any Marvel superhero fans in here? Yeah. Come on now. I'm telling you, no Marvel movies and then sucked in just about everybody. What, in, the, in the first weekend, in the first weekend, I think they made domestically $350 million. Worldwide in the first weekend on the end game. Worldwide, $1.2 billion. The first weekend. Breaking all kind of records. And I'm sitting right up in there too. <laughs> I'll tell you, I just spent my money happily. So, but here's, here's the situation, though. One of the lines, you know, you know, if you've been watching these movies, this is Captain America's line. 
before he gets transformed into Captain America, he has this spirit about it because he's always getting beat up. And while he's getting knocked around, you know, the guy's like, you should just stay down. He's, man, I could do this all day. <laughs> then when he's Captain America, he has, a, you know, some confrontations. He's taking a beating, and they're just looking at him. He's like, I can do this all day. And see, that's the kind of attitude and spirit. Listen, that, that has to be a part of your faith and mind. It's a part of the dimension. You, you got to have this attitude, I can do this all day. And listen, he wasn't saying that when he was feeling good. He was saying this when he was taking an absolute beating. But in the midst of the pressure and the pain, his response was, I can do this all day. And that has to be where you are if your faith is going to develop to a place where you ever see the promise. I can do this all day. So the third dimension to our faith is the patience. Faith requires a diligent partner that possesses the ability to be consistent in focus, attitude, and behavior. And it's called patience. Got to be consistent in your focus, in your attitude, in your behavior. Have, have you ever met some moody people? You're like, one minute, you know, it's like everything's good. Next minute, ain't nothing even happening. It's just like, what, what just happened? Whole mood, you know, then shifted. See, when, when, you're, when you're patient, listen, when you're patient, there's a consistency in your focus. There's a consistency in your attitude. And there's a consistency in your behavior. You don't stop doing good just because there's bad that starts to happen. Come on, come on. Just, just because now there's some kind of financial challenge coming up, I don't then, you know, take my tithe and run from God. As a matter of fact, the lesson I've learned when that happens, dear God, I, my tithe, and now I'm open to offering now. Now. Let's see what happens. Because I got some food. I want to do Thank you for listening to Impact the South Florida's podcast as we continue to help others know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Please subscribe to receive alerts for new messages. You can also visit us online at www.icsofl.com. Until next time, God bless.